All right. Hello, everyone. And welcome again to the 16mm Film Crew Podcast. I'm Cindy. I'm Jermaine, a.k.a. The Cookie Monster. Oh, my God. And I'm Dale. And, yeah, this is episode 17, and you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, at 16mm Crew. Sorry, 16mm Film Crew. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at 16mm Crew Podcast and on Instagram at 16mm Crew. But also make sure that you watch us on YouTube. Like and subscribe if you like our videos. You know what I'm saying? You know, hit that hit that subscribe button. Help a podcast out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so over the weekend, we watched Jojo Rabbit. Um, which is Taika Waititi's new film. I guess we can do like a, a quick little synopsis. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's about this young German boy who is a part of Hitler's youth. And, oh, okay, yeah. He has a lot to say about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's attacking from the... Yes, obviously. And basically, this young boy, um, his imaginary friend is Hitler. But his mother is secretly hiding a Jewish woman or a Jewish girl in his house. And it kind of makes him, it kind of forces him to rethink um, his ideals about the war and about what he stands for and about what um, Nazism and all that other stuff means to him. What do we think about it? What did we think about this movie? Mm. I I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you know i gotta start out like that yeah always i thought it was a satire on the whole war itself because it was a very heavy um they had very heavy concept with killing loss um going against a nation's ideals Mm -hmm. when you're in that nation and but it also put it in a a light almost almost kind of like it's hiding what the true real deep feelings like that it's supposed to be feel, felt mm. but I think it, they did a good job especially telling it from a child's perspective seeing how he had to grow up really quickly mm. within those um, couple of days that he spent out there mm-hmm. with all the war and stuff yeah I mean I um, it was a satire and um yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought it was, mm. which is, I this it, it had a, it still has a limited release, right? Which is sure. sad because mm. this movie is actually really good. I wish more people want to go, more people had access to see it. Mm. Um, yeah, I like the little creative touches like that. Tiger is known for. Mm. I mean, his stuff is always kind of lighthearted, and I think people weren't expecting. They just saw the title and the concept and weren't expecting it to be as lighthearted as it was. And you don't want to tell a story about Nazis and make it lighthearted. So I guess that there was that disconnect because he said before he even got the movie made, it was on those do not, like those blacklists of scripts and stuff. Mm. So I like the fact that they chose when they, they shoot in like Prague or Czech Republic, he chose the scene and a city that was full of color because mm. it helps sell the story that it's um, from a child's point of view. Mm. And there are certain scenes based on how bright the colors were, the buildings. It felt a little West Anderson-like, which works for this kind of 
satirical subject matter in a way. Mm. Um, I felt it was um, I felt there was more than one story going on in it. The story between him learning or growing up and not being a fanatic, because he feels like he's an impressionable little kid who mm. everybody get caught up in. And then also the other story is his relationship with his mother, which you know, which Scarlett Johansson did an amazing, mm. oh my God, amazing so job. Good. So talking about your baby that's my baby <laughs> okay <laughs> well, so. gag <laughs> so yeah i don't want to say everything so you know okay yeah. oh definitely um, don't want to give away spoilers people have to go out and see this yes mm-hmm. so what did i think about it i loved this movie it like when i first watched it i was like yeah this is a good film and then, like, as the days went on, I was like, wait, this is, like, really, really good. Like, the, I think that Taika is so, I don't know, I feel like he's so, like, a kind of, a, like, a genius a little bit in the way of, like, he knows how to handle the subject matter um, without making it too heavy and without making it seem like too much of a joke either. Like, he knows how to kind of balance comedy and drama which is really rare. Like, it's really hard to actually balance those lines. I mean, it shouldn't be because they're kind of the same thing on, like, they're, like, the, what is it? The same side, like, the two different sides of the same coin, kind of. Mm-hmm. But um, when he was explaining it, when he was explaining the movie, he was saying that, like, yeah, I don't understand why people think that this is something that we shouldn't be talking about because it's super timely. Like, if you watch it, like, it feels like, it didn't even have to be back in the 1940s. Like, it's happening That's today. You know what I'm saying? Like, right so, now, right. um, it's super timely, first of all, which is one of the reasons why I love it. But the second reason is because um, of the use. Like, I feel like a movie that kind of does this perspective from a child's viewpoint um, was The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which is about the same thing. It was about um, the war and how a child would deal with something like that. But for this one, I think it was a little bit, I felt like it was kind of better just because of the use of color, of the use of music, <laughs> too. Like, the music, yeah, music in this movie was fantastic. Really, yeah. um, it was so good. And, I mean, I when I first heard this premise, I was like, how in the world is he going to do this? Because this <laughs> seems impossible. <laughs> like, people are still going on about, like, how devastating this was. And it was devastating. It definitely was. But it was just like okay, let's we'll see what happens, like, because this is kind of crazy, but he just managed it so well, all the performances, the guy, the young man, Roman, that's his name, who plays, uh, Jojo, Jojo, <laughs> no, he's not, because his name is, like, Johannes or something like that, like, that's his real yeah. name, but for, okay, yeah, so, anyway, um, he was so good, like, sometimes, sometimes child actors, like, you don't know, like, you don't know what you're gonna get, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's like, okay, come on, he was amazing. Like, every, Scarlett Johansson was so... I was like, girl, I kind of forgot that you were such a good actress. Like, she kind of surprised me. Never forget. Um, Taika Waititi is Hitler. Some, he was, like, a joke, but he was also really scary. Like, there were some moments where I was like, oh, damn, like... <laughs> like, just, uh, not to get spoiled. Can we, like... I don't want to get spoiled. What are you about but to there say? Was, I was going to say, there was a point in the movie where you see as he's progressing and changing that Hitler actually becomes antagonistic mm-hmm. towards him. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, the lighthearted, like, he's no longer lighthearted. Goes, yeah. Now I'm actually Hitler. Hitler right. There is a monologue he does, and I'm like, whoa, like, I could, like, it's Hitler. Like, you can kind of see it in his eye. And I'm like, ah. And his <laughs> right. pose and face. Yeah. But he isn't, like, 
this boy directed this movie and he acted in it and his performance was so good. I was like, you're like on another I level. I wouldn't call him a boy though. 40 day shoot. No way. Yeah. You're lying. It was 40 day shoot. Wow. They said the There's issue, a question later where we're going to talk about our favorite directors. Let's just keep that in yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said the, mind, one of like, the key issues they had though with this movie was they had everybody else as far as, you know, all the other cast mm-hmm. except JoJo. And what happened was he was going in for a different movie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, read for this movie. And that was it. Like, he was the, they had not casted JoJo at all. Wow, like, like all the, the pre-production was done, locations. Mm-hmm. Everything else is done. They just couldn't find Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Yeah, everyone was good. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. I mean, is there anything that Sam Rockwell isn't amazing in? Like, I can't, I'm struggling to find it. Rebel Wilson was hilarious. She was. She Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. there was just so many great performances in this joint. Like, I can't, there, I don't, I have nothing bad to say about this film. Like, actually, I don't have anything bad to say. This is like a first. I liked the first, the opening sequence got me the most because the choice of, what was it, Beatles? Yes, it was, oh, yeah. um, it was, it was I Want to Hold Your I Hand, but it's in German. German. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that whole hand. dichotomy, uh, like, dichotomy, that whole contrast of mm. the Beatles using the Beatles and the scenes. Because at the time when the Beatles were making it, was a whole British invasion. And mm-hmm. they were the biggest act. And then you also had Hitler and the shots they used to contrast that music with hitler mm-hmm. was amazing because it was a whole rock star yeah fanatic. you felt important yeah, because yeah. that's how hitler made the kids feel i've watched it's Wait. not just that it's like that was his whole that's his whole thing yeah it was, it was really his fanatics were treating him like he was a rock star yeah you know so that was a good choice to use all those famous rock songs mm-hmm. iconic rock songs and have it bounce off him. Hitler was yeah a wonderful i watched way too many um hitler documentaries and about documentaries about the world war ii don't ask me why. Um, but so I was like, I was very invested in this subject matter because I was like, hmm, really interested to see how, like, what they're going to do with this. And I just really liked that it it was heartbreaking, but it also made you feel hopeful. Like at the end, they played Heroes by David Bowie, mm-hmm. but again in German. And they're just like, dancing outside the house. <laughs> and I'm just like, yay. I felt like, I mean, no one, like, it got worse for everyone who was involved in that time period, but it still felt like a glimmer of hope at the end, which I really think that was. Nice. I have a theory. I'm not going to say the actor or the role. I think the person was might have been gay. Mm-hmm. Who are we talking about? I think I think Eye Patch and his assistant. There was oh yeah, that was super obvious. Though. Okay, that wasn't like I don't think that was a hidden thing. I think they did it intentionally okay. to make you know that this is what's happening <laughs> i wanted to make sure i loved so. that though i was just like i love the flamboyancy i was just like this is great i really enjoyed that movie like i really did i don't, know if anyone else, I don't have anything I don't else to I, say about it because it's so great to me it's honestly i really enjoyed one it of the too. best films i've seen this year definitely <laughs> i mean that's all I can No, that's what, like, yeah, what that's else are we going to say about it? Like, go just see good. it. Like, go just see go it. See if it's it. playing like, in the war scenes, it. you felt the tension in the war scenes. You laughed when you were supposed to laugh. Mm-hmm. You cried when you were supposed to cry. I don't be crying in movies. I didn't cry, but thing, I, I would. I would have. Right. The unexpected thing was the whole situation with his mother. That almost made me I, cry. I almost cried. I said no. I didn't know that was the outcome because, you know, the scaffold came, they searched, no. and nothing was there. Too much, man. The too next much, scene. Though. Too much, though. Too I'm being as. 
I know. I know. It okay, was a good we, twist, we though. won't get into the spoilers, but that one scene, thing that, that they like, did was they kept showing her shoes. Yeah. That's where all that's, I was. Like, and that's yeah, what that's and that's, that's what got, got me. me. Like, oh. That's what got me, bro. I was like, no. Like, you, <laughs> well, it hits you the same time it hit me. I was right. like, oh, shit. Oh. Right. And when they were start when they were showing the shoes in the first place, I'm like, why do they keep why showing, showing the shoes? And I, then like, I was just like, I, I, but I, the I, thing is, it wasn't too long. It didn't stay on the shoes. A, it was a slight linger. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I, that was amazing. I loved that. See, I love this. I can't. I like when like directors do stuff like that. Cause that's me. If I were to shoot a movie, right. I would do those kind of things. Also. I love when directors are intentional yeah. about the symbolism yeah. about what they're like. He was so. Um, detail oriented with everything that he did in this film it was just like oh. like he had the shoes and then he also compared like the scene of um you know during war in germany people were starving like him mm-hmm. and his mom were just eating soup and bread mm-hmm. and he was eating dinner with hitler and yeah hitler had a giant like deer head it was like a unicorn and it was meat, like like oh, lab oh, <laughs> i don't know what else to call it because that's what happens during war like everybody else suffers except for mm-hmm. the leaders there they're fine and they had hitler just enjoying this like mm. unicorn head mm. and jojo's drinking his soup yeah great film great. man great film so what are we rating it oh 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 every 10 all out the of stars 10. all the flame emojis uh, yeah <laughs> all the flame emojis yeah i hope yeah. hopefully i think this should be up there as best picture for i honestly feel like it should and if yeah. it's not Oscars. Scarlett should be, you know, best lead actress up there. Okay, let's just be honest. Scarlett's getting something this year. If it's not yeah. for this, it's going to be for Marriage Story. So yeah. she'll be fine. But still, like, Marriage that was... Story, right? Starring me and Scarlett? <laughs> she's getting that ring for me. She's getting that ring for me. You didn't okay. care about her at all, like, <laughs> weeks ago. And now you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Go back to the tapes. All the tapes about Scarlett were mostly about her Asian comments. So. Right, so I'm like, <laughs> so what are you going back? I'm talking about our tapes when I said I that would be my crush. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. all right, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. So yeah, so apparently also James Dean is back acting again, but he's dead. So yeah. Okay, can I just say something about the situation? Okay. So, the guy who's making this movie was like, I don't understand why people are angry. Mm-hmm. Because, no, literally, that's what he said. He said, right. I, I, don't, I, don't under- I don't get it. We don't understand why people are, like, outraged that we would resurrect this person who's been dead for decades, by the way. And then he likened it to Carrie Fisher being in Star Wars. Not the same. How could you How could you compare the two things? If he wanted to compare it to somebody in Star Wars, he'd have to use... Tarkin, the guy who played Tarkin, died. Right. But they had the Themis Commission already, and he's kind of a character you needed, I guess. This is different. James Dean died like he was like 20-something. Like, also, this movie 24. isn't yeah. about James Dean. They're just resurrecting him for, the role. for a role in a different movie that he's not even being the star of. How does that make sense? They're CGI-ing him, and they're also a different actor doing his voice. So just hire that actor. And let's not forget of... that he went after Carrie Fisher, not the um, guy that you were talking about, Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher was already on board to do Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. and she just happened to right. die during the film. Like, exactly. Yeah. How are you? How could you compare the two things? 
You can't. This guy is mentally. But what I was Ill. reading is his like <laughs> sorry, it's his yeah, company's like... first project, and his excuse was, "Oh, we were kept. He's not the lead, but we were trying to cast this role." It was like, "No, what? Who'd be perfect? James Dean would be perfect." And we're like, "Yeah, let's go with it." I feel like this was always going to be an eventuality. With like the first issue people had was the whole hologram Tupac thing. Mm-hmm. I felt like this was always going to be the next step, just waiting for technology to catch up. You know, because you had hologram Tupac, and then you had all the de-aging technology, and then you had Star Wars with the CGI, young Carrie Fisher, then you had Tarkin as well. This was always going to happen. Just hire new actors. I Just somebody else to choose. Yeah. I will never understand the reason that they don't actually hire actors who are, like, unknowns. What is? What are you losing in that situation? Can someone explain to me? Because I don't get it. This this movie like, this movie better be good because to throw money at that kind of CGI it won't be. We already saw what happened with Will Smith just making him look younger in that movie. Spent most of his budget on that. So right, literally just hired new actors. Like y'all are so <laughs> y'all are just so like every single week when I see these stories, I'm like, why? <laughs> Rise on the machine. Just because you can doesn't mean you, you should. should. And I think that's a rule that can. That's applicable for all of us because what? My, I feel like, and apparently the estate holders of his his estate are like two cousins, two random cousins are in charge of his estate, and I feel like they're looking for money because he's. I think it's different Mm -hmm. when you feature these people because I know R.G. Hepburn was there on commercial. Like they've done it with commercials and stuff. Like Bruce Lee, his family's done it. Like commercials are small budget like this is a movie Who took movie. my queen and put her in a commercial you, was, her, was her permission granted for that you didn't see the commercial there was some ice cream commercial where she's in like italy and whatever oh they took something from her old movie from yeah, one took, of her old yeah they took sequences and oh okay i thought you together. meant they tried to yeah. get my queen sorry yeah, no, but we were gonna have five that's we were that's fight. one thing like commercial because it's like 30 seconds or whatever but it's a whole dang movie so the movie better be good I'm probably not. I'm not gonna you go go watch it. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. <laughs> I'm not watching it. You can watch it if you want to. Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. I'll take one for the team. I'll watch it. Okay. And tell you it's horrible. <laughs> not gonna be good, guys. Okay, so we have some box office stuff here. Yeah. Talking about Midway and Doctor Sleep. Midway somehow earned more money than Doctor Sleep, which is like, a, what is it, a sequel or a continuation <laughs> it, of it's The Shining? It's not a Shining? sequel. Well, obviously, yeah, Doctor Sleep, well, yeah, it's a sequel to The Shining. Okay, yeah. So... so... But it's the... <laughs> it's um Adaptation. Different adaptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... I mean, even... Okay, so Midway earned $17.5 million from the box office, but it didn't make back its budget, which is $100 million dollars that they spent on the movie i mean i guess it can because it just came out last week i feel week, like midway mm, it's at the tail well this is where all the holiday kids movies are coming out so i don't know if it'll make back its budget as mm-hmm. fast as it would have if it came out earlier mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's it's about that time these christmas movies are starting to roll out yeah. doctor sleep though i don't i wasn't expecting it to do amazing to be honest mm-hmm. which is you know a thing with um stephen king is he rarely gives rights to his movies mm-hmm. unless he knows it's going to be fine or good. Like, he's more, he cares about, he doesn't care about box office success of adapters where they want to make sure the content is, like, mm-hmm. perfect. And he's fine with it, so, hey, 
<laughs> I guess that's all that matters. I like, mean, the advertising for it was, I want to say, very limited. Yeah, I didn't even know about and, that movie until you were like, and I think if they connected it more with The Shining in far as marketing, mm. it would pique people's interest, interest in it because I don't think a lot of people nowadays have ever seen They've heard of The Shining. They've, they've heard of Everyone's it. heard of it. Yeah. Has mm-hmm. anyone watched it? So, and the only two scenes everybody knows from The Shining are Come Play With Us, Danny, mm-hmm. or Jack Nicholson. Going open, crazy, going crazy through the doorway. I mean, it's it. iconic because we still know those images, yeah. but, but you don't want a movie. We have that's not. the thing. So <laughs> not this movie, like you're banking on. Oh, everybody knows this movie. They know of the movie, but they haven't seen it. It's two right. different. So you're you know like things. generational things. Yeah. Or like and they've done better with the re-release of the original. Maybe yeah. Like uh, basically like a double feature. Yeah, double feature. Hmm. That would have worked. I know a lot of people wanted to go see that, and. The um the original before they saw the yeah the the sequel and that's you know a lot of my film friends when did when did Doctor Sleep come out it came out after Halloween or before Halloween or after Halloween that's also why exactly it's a little past season yeah we're we're in Christmas now (laughs) yeah we're we're fully in Christmas now the following day after Halloween it's it everybody's done everybody's done. Isn't that so funny though? I know. Yeah. That's hilarious. It could have came out. Should have came out like mid or October. It would have been fine. Not December. Not I mean November. But yeah, Midway. That's what. That's it's not a sequel to Pearl Harbor, but it's the the battle or the stuff. It's basically Pearl Harbor too. Because they're covering the same the same event. So. It's just the aftermath of them retaliating against Japan. They could just tie up Pearl Harbor too. We go and weekend revenge or whatever. I don't know. Weekend revenge. Weekend. We go. We coming to get you, sucker. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I've heard get more. This guy marketing. <laughs> I've the two biggest war movies out coming out are Midway and 1917. I'm gonna watch that. I've heard more about 1917 than I have about Midway. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally, true. literally have not heard about Midway except so, I think Luke Jonas is in it yeah, at some point. All, yeah. Who knows? I saw. <laughs> was there I a premiere for one that? Commercial. Like, I, one commercial. Like, I've seen that. One commercial. Bad so, yeah. guys. Whereas, but you know, gotta flood our, you gotta flood our media. Like, in, that's gonna be a happening. Yeah, it's gonna be that's it. But still. So yeah. If you're gonna do a scary movie, do it in October, don't lose November. If you're doing a World War Two era movie, kinda of promote it more close to Veterans Day, you know? It came out Memorial during Day. Veterans Day weekend. Promo- I think. Promote it more. <laughs> Your boy was on one commercial. It just you know? it wasn't promoted well, yeah. At all, you know. Buy a Monday night football commercial. Star Wars did it. You mm-hmm. know. And people were gonna see Star Wars regardless. So, you know. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Weekend recommendations. I sorry. I saw Burning Cane. Um, it's an array production. Um, Amy DuVray and her people. It was the filmmaker is 19 years old, which is surprising, but not surprising because we watched the movie. It's still very raw. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at reviews for it, people are going to say it's like all these critics are going to say it's um a commentary on Southern religion. That's not what I got from it at all. I got from, it's more a story about families, uh, family interacting. Yeah. 
I it takes a bit to understand what story is because it kind of goes from like say the three of us were in a movie, mm-hmm. it would jump three 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 it would jump like that. So oh. you kind of have to work out how it goes together. Um, I don't know if it's a stylistic choice he made directing it. I'm not I'm like I'm not going. It's not a negative thing to me. It's one of those breaking the rule things. So I guess because he did it, it might become a more trend. Like you could tell when they just took the regular ambience noise of the building, like close-up shots, you can tell where sound quality is good inside the system or whatever, and the distant shots that were kind of designed to look like was in the crowd, the audio with that was like, the scenes in a church, you could hear the audio coming from the speakers. And for me, that's a little, the audio inconsistency going back and forth, and the shots kind of linger. It'll hold on a close-up. For a long time, and then it'll cut to that wide shot in the crowd. But is that more of an editing decision? I don't know. Like, I think it's up. To, I don't know who edited it. I think Tim was a stylist of choice. And that's, yes, if that's you, that's you. I'm not going to say it was bad, but to me, I could. It was kind of. I didn't mind the shots itself, and for me, it was audio it was like jarring, because I'm still expecting the same kind of good audio, and it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, 19 years old. I'm impressed. Like, you. Like got even ready to back your production and got on Netflix, like props. Like regardless of what you think of the movie, that to me is like a big, big step. You know, young black creative. You know, go go like if you want to watch a movie, go go watch that movie just to support him. That's me. So just to support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I watched two movies. <laughs> um, one is I don't feel at home. in this world. <laughs> okay. Let me say it. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. It's basically a really long title and they probably should have shortened it to two words because I couldn't remember it. I had to go back and look it up. So basically this movie it stars um Melanie Lensky, Chris Dobek, Marilyn Faith Hickey, Elijah Wood, and Gary Anthony Williams, two of those people you've probably seen, but most of these people have not done too much. Mm-hmm. They're just like little side roles here and there. Mm-hmm. One was in Boys. I think um, Chris Dobeck was in Boys, but he was like <coughs> a guy in a cafe somewhere. Yeah. So this movie was about a mundane woman who's fed up with life, just wants people to treat her and each other well. And then some one day somebody breaks into her house and then she snaps. She runs into her weird neighbor who was played by Elijah Wood and they they um they work towards getting back her stolen things while also getting in too deep. Um what I uh enjoyed about this movie was that it was it wasn't too far fetched out of it wasn't too far fetched. It was it hit kind of close to home, like how people really treat each other like crap. Not really knowingly, but just little subtle things like littering or <laughs> cutting in front of people in line mm-hmm. or just not really giving a crap about you, breaking in for your own because you're you know, you're trying to support your needs, so you you're desperate, you break mm-hmm. in to somebody's home, invade their privacy and take their stuff. 
so you um, can be good. That sounds like a joker. <laughs> really against <get> society. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it, it touched on that. Mm-hmm. It had a really realistic ending of what happened when she she and her um, neighbor got in too deep. So um, overall, I was just kind of like, meh. Out of 10, I'd give this probably a 6.5. About an average. It's, it's good to um, check out if you're just going to watch it. If you need to watch something, um, they they say it's noteworthy on Netflix. Yeah, I heard about it. So, and plus, it's Elijah Wood. We haven't seen him in fifty billion years. A quirky little guy. <laughs> Second film I said I watched was um, Ralph breaks the internet, <laughs> and he broke the internet. <laughs> I was waiting for the whole time because he mentioned it earlier to me. Oh, okay, I apologize. Just like how you guys are are laughing, it's a lighthearted film, and even though it's a child's children's film, it's, it deals with some um, coming of age issues. And if anything else, the world that they create with their animation is just fantastic. I didn't like it compared to the first one. You didn't like it better than the first <clears> one? <throat> I like the first one better than the second one. The second one needed, needed to happen. It didn't. But I like seeing all the Google stuff and, you know, all the social media. How they media. visualize the internet. Yeah. Okay. I like seeing that. Madame? Um, yeah. So, I watched Manchester by the Sea. By, uh... By Kenneth Lonergan? Sure. Um, starring Casey Affleck and Lucas Hedges. Um, who else was in that movie? Michelle Williams was in that mm-hmm. too. So everyone was like, this movie is so sad. Like, you're going to be crying. Like, bleh, bleh, bleh. And honestly, I was laughing through most of this. Now, I know I probably shouldn't have because it is about death. Like, it's about the loss of a family member. But the things that happened in that film was just like, what? Like, Casey was just, like, breaking out in random bites. He was just punching people for no reason because he's from Boston. And I guess that's what the people from Boston do. They just fight each other. Because, um, like... He's from Southie. Yeah, and it was... I mean, it was just... It was just so... I couldn't... I don't know. There's something about it that I couldn't take seriously. Like, it was a good film. Like, I feel like the performances were good. It was written really well, too. Um, and there were definitely some heartbreaking moments in it. There's a scene where Michelle Williams, I guess, yeah, Michelle and Casey were married and something happened. Um, and she's like asking for his forgiveness and he like can't even look at her. Like he's like a really depressive guy. He, like, and the thing, the issue, the issue I had with this movie was that I didn't really feel like his character had an arc. Like he just kind of goes through stuff. And, like, life is terrible, and he just doesn't get better. I guess that's what the depressive nature of this movie comes in. It's like, he's just, like, he doesn't even try to, like, get better in this movie. And people give him so many opportunities to try, and he's just like, no, I'm just going to be depressed. So, I don't know. I was kind of just like, you're whack for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, because, like, yes, life sucks. True. Mm. But... 
you not could, over here. You could try. Like you can't. Like not. No one's saying that you'll get better overnight or anything like that. Like grief sucks. Like life hits you hard and it takes a, a minute. But like, don't just stay down. Like at least try to get up. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it happens though. Some people just try. stay stay down and don't change though. It's true. That is true. People don't change. Personality difference. Obviously, by this film, <laughs> people don't change. I guess for me, and the kind of, because you know, when you watch stuff, you also bring your own outlook into mm-hmm. it while you watch it. And for me, I was just like, people are really trying to help you out, and people are trying. People are literally saying, "Hey, why don't you just like have a small conversation, or like, why can't we just hang out, and it doesn't have to be this depressive stuff?" Like. We're giving you, we're giving you open doors, and we're being honest with our feelings, and you're just like, nah, I'm just gonna be a curmudgeon. But yes, a Mr. Krabs, and that's the only thing I didn't like. And also because Casey has his whole that whole sexual allegation stuff that I don't, I don't. Know. It really? made it, it made it kind of weird for me to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he was involved in that at all. Oh, so you guys, do you want to know some tea? Yes. Cindy bringing the tea. Yes. <laughs> Tea time with Cindy. It should be a segment. Literally, it's cold. I need some tea to no, heat me up. No, only because I feel like you guys don't know what other people know. I wouldn't know because I mind my business. Ooh. I didn't mean it like I that. I mean, it's not like, that I'm. <laughs> like, like, first of all, this isn't my life. I, I know this because during Oscar season, all this stuff came up. That's the only reason I knew it. I was just paying attention. So. Oh. Anyway. No. <laughs> So basically, um, Casey Affleck was married to Summer Phoenix, who's Joaquin Phoenix's sister. Yeah. Oh. And Joaquin and Casey were like best friends from like the get, and then they got divorced. Wait, what's her name again? Summer. They all the kids had hippie names. Yeah, they have That's weird why. names. Joaquin though. Yeah, Joaquin's a black his, name, but, but his name is Phoenix. So some so when Summer and Casey got divorced, no, so Casey and. Joaquin made a movie where it was like semi real, like Joaquin was playing like a version of himself. You know what I'm talking the, about? That film. I'm not. I'm not dead yet. Or so. I, it I was, was when he pretended like to quit acting and be like a hip hop yeah, yeah. rapper or something like that. Yeah, that movie. Um, basically, on that film, a whole bunch of women came out saying that Casey had been treating them inappropriately and he had been doing some crazy like on the low fly stuff that wasn't appropriate for their surroundings and they felt uncomfortable and blah 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 so basically during oscar season when this manchester by the sea was um campaigning for you know the oscars and all that other crap all those allegations came out and brie larson because he won he won best Best actor actor. brie larson gave him his award but she didn't like shake his hand or hug him or anything she she was like no you you're like a sexual predator so i'm not sitting behind you blah, blah blah And his career hasn't really picked up since then because of that moment. So, um, watching this film was like, yeah. But the other options I had to watch, I was just like, nah, I don't want to be. Did another movie like this come out with like, um, what's the dude from High School Musical, Zac Efron? Like almost the same cinematic. Zac Efron, or was it um, the other dude that went to England? I know, I know the movie. It's, I think it's called Charlie St. Cloud or whatever. Okay, yeah, that movie came out years ago. Okay. <laughs> Not anywhere close to when this came out. Okay. I, are you sure? I feel like I feel like they came out the same right. time. I feel I, like they came out the same time, I'm going to promise you that it didn't. Okay. Because that joint was on Netflix. Like, I remember both of them were by water. Yeah, they had like the same subject matter. Right. Well, if I'm wrong. Yeah. 
funny. <laughs> I was like, man, if I'm, if I'm oh, okay, about you, this, you are, yeah, okay. Um, wow. he's like, Ooh, that's how fast. That's how fast time is going. I thought it was yeah. going at the same time. So, um, but overall, I give the movie like a like a seven out of ten. It's pretty good. It's fine. It's a, it's an average movie. Seven point average. Seven point five. I don't know. Seven something. It's one of those numbers. So it's a good movie outside of his allegations. If you want to forget about that, because I chose not to think about it while I was watching it. Sure, you did it. I chose not to think about. Well, obviously I thought about it, but it it well, didn't, it didn't affect my it didn't affect my view of the, it. the Affleck boys and pair, man. Yo, they're going through. Like they're really going through. Rich people problems. Sorry. Ben Affleck is going through like oh rich people problems. Oh, man. Is that a rich people problem? Well, ben it's Affleck, just addiction, it's like, just... and then it's also all the stuff they yeah. probably went through growing up. Well, My thoughts way. and prayers are with them in this trying time. I hope his alcohol turns into water, water into wine. <laughs> the reverse. <laughs> you know I mean. Okay, so uh, it's time for Q and A or Q and A. I don't know why I just said that. Okay. <laughs> I think I saw that somewhere. All right. If you had your own talk show, who would your first three guests be? Question. Can I add on to that? Okay. What would the name of your show be? Ooh, good question. It would just be Cindy, and right. I'm joking. Oh, it wouldn't dang. be that. It would not be that. I don't even. Oh, that's hard. I don't know. By the way, I haven't thought about any of these questions, so mm. <laughs> kind of oh, be thinking wow. for just, a second. Like, just put up some thinkers on here. My show would probably be the the living room. Mm. Oh, I like that. Um, I like that. First three guests. Wow. Mm. I'd probably want to bring. He's might be. He, I think he's post. Local Curry's been kind of divisive. I want to bring Obama in. Mm. Um, Brock, you can you could have you could have him on too. I can't because it wouldn't be. Um, I need a. Hmm, I need a think another thinker. Probably. I don't know. Dang. Ooh, that is hard. Yeah, it's hard. a hard question because it's like, who would you want to talk to? Are we going for our own personal feelings or shock value? I'm trying to think of shock value as well. Whatever. And I can't. Whatever you These guys are always like, so what is actually this question? Is? And I'm like, this question is just this question. Like, Wow, this is a can, hard question. Like, choose, I'm trying figure to figure it out. Like, Bring T.I. on it. Because I feel ooh. like T.I. is one of those guys who think he's smart because he oh. knows how to use words like indubitably. And, you know exacerbate like big the Thor's words he should have no right using. I'm bring TI on. <laughs> no right. No right using. <laughs> How for, dare you be for his intelligence level, let's just be honest. No this no right is TI's definition of exacerbate. Extra Wow. I didn't like so that. yeah this is not gonna get monetized. Um <laughs> we'll bleep that out. Okay um <laughs> Yeah I don't want to get on TI's backside. He's coming for you now. <laughs> as long as it, I'd rather get on T.I.'s bad side than the Beehive, to be honest. You know? Um, you know? That's a real thing. And I'd probably want to bring... Rihanna. What? Okay. Yeah, I Because I feel like Rihanna's, like, 
she's not a celebrity celebrity per se. She doesn't engage in celebrity culture. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah. She's dope. She's honestly amazing. Rihanna, you're a queen. Me and Rihanna can go chill, drink some rum, you know, okay. just talk. You no, know, we see you No, but I mean, that was the environment. Like, you can just drink, you know, some, you some, drink. some rum. Mm-hmm. So, my show would be called Real Talk. Real Talk. My first two guests would be Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Of, of course. course. I think it's like not even funny at this point. It's just like, yeah, we, it's know, an expectation. we, we know you love it's Rush Hour. Like, it's a brand now, so mm-hmm. I got to keep pushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last guest would be Scarlett Johansson. I'd be asking her to marry me. Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Mm, I like that name. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna probably ask, you know, your boy, your Timothy Chalamet. No, I don't want to. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Rob. Exactly. Rob mm-hmm. is funny. Like this, that that dog is hilarious. This Robert guy. Pattinson's person on the show. Okay. Um, then Michelle Obama, of course, because that's my babe. Um, and she's like an icon. Who's the third person? Emma Stone. No, but I wasn't even thinking about her, but that is a good choice. Because that's your, your two, three who you talk about the most are Robert Pattinson, Timmy and <laughs> Charlotte and Emma Stone. So, <laughs> and you me. just made fun of me for it. Right. Okay, no, it you wouldn't be Emma Stone. I, I do love Emma Stone, though, but um, I probably don't think I would want. She's great in interviews, but I, wouldn't, I don't know if I would. Probably want to talk to a director. Maybe um, my favorite films. Maybe um, what's his name? Dang, it's not coming to me. Forget it. A director. <laughs> okay. A director. I can't. A director. David Fincher. Yeah, thank. Like I was like, Fincher. I was, I was blanking on his name. Yeah. Okay. For some reason. So next question: What is your biggest turnoff in a partner? Let's just preface this by saying men are trash. Um, you call them trash. I mean, I guess not you guys per se, <laughs> but like men, we're mutually trash, men and men and women. We have varying degrees of trashness. Well, slightly more trash than that. I said we have varying degrees of trashness. Y'all okay, so what is your biggest or not? <laughs> I'm not gonna have to be. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't. I won't know until I see it. Is that kind of thing? You're not gonna know until you see it. Well, until I get, until I see, like, oh, this. Yeah, until the situation happens, I'm then, and I realize, oh, that like turns me off as a turn off. I'm not, I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Me selfishness, mm-hmm. and if you're a narcissist, mm-hmm. no, no go. I'm not gonna be sitting at sitting at home waiting for you. To get ready for 15 hours because you're straightening your hair. Okay. I'm just saying. Mm. Mm. I'm just saying. So it'll be time management? No, it's narcissistic. Okay. <laughs> it's, there's a difference. Okay. It's a difference. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, sure. what what in the the garbage pile of trash is your biggest turnoff? Um... Just inconsistency, but that's really not a turn off in a partner. That's a turn off in anyone. So you don't even have to be like romantically. When people are inconsistent, when people waste your time, we're not gonna jive because that makes me because that shows me that you have no respect for me and my time. 
that you can just decide that you can sometimes do one thing and sometimes just do the other and assume that I'll be okay with that. Mm-mm. We don't roll that way Could over here in the Cindy Mobile. Could you explain a little huh? bit more about inconsistency? Because <laughs> I've heard this a lot. I've heard this a lot, but. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily really know what that is. Inconsistency is like when you start doing something and then you just stop. stop. Or you stop and start. So you'll start doing it and then you won't do it this time and then you will do it the next time. And because a lot of times issues with guys and guys and gals (laughs) is that you'll say something and then um, your actions won't match up to like what you have said. And then it's just like the inconsistency with that, the inconsistency in how you treat people. Like if you don't open the doors for people, or then sometimes you do, it's making me think that, okay, so are you a gentleman or aren't you one? Like, how do I know who you are if you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) how do I know who you are if you're not going to be the same? Uh, I mean, people change over time and that's fine. But like, when you're inconsistent, especially about time, hate that, hate, hate that, hate that don't ever do that to a partner or to anyone really just be respectful of everyone i think mine probably might be thinking about it would be um i don't think it's a turn off in a partner's turn off in, in relationships in general mm. complacency weaves no what you don't weaves. have weaves. no complacency like when you just extensions what are you talking, are you talking about? about i'm just throwing stuff okay because you like we're like what <laughs> Well, I, I mean, like, because you know, you get into a relationship, you reach that point where you just take stuff for granted. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of complacency. Like, Me either. Don't so like that. that. Hate that. Isn't that consistency? No. Consistency is always doing. Consistency is what she wants. Consistency is showing up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you said you're going to be here, be here. If you're going to be a friend, be a friend. Like, it's not it's not specific to a, par- a partner, it's just specific to everyone. Like, say if you say that you're going to do something, do it. Complacency would be like taking stuff for granted. Excuse my face, sorry. What was that? I think one of the bags. Yeah. Complacency would be like, mm, I'm, I'm, I feel good here right now. I'm just going to stay here right now. And not like, grow. Oh, I remember this day. Unacceptable. I remember this topic about you. I remember then all of a sudden, oh, I forgot about it. Or if I'm used to bringing you flowers or whatever, mm. and that's our thing, then I just stop. Mm. And it doesn't happen ever again. So, yeah. All right. Top five best directors of all times <laughs> to you, personally. All time? All time. Can we answer this one together? Nope. Well, maybe if ours, our, if our stuff matches up, but we didn't go over this. Yet, so. Spielberg? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, he's on my list. Okay. Anton Figueroa? Probably pronouncing his name wrong, okay. but he's on my list. Um, Fincher. Fincher's definitely Fincher's up there. on my list. Baz Luhrmann. Okay. He's on my list. Mm-hmm. That's uh, four. Alex Garland for me. He's on my list. Hmm. Is that four or is that three? For me, I have four. Oh, I have four. <laughs> yeah, I was like. Mm. Because he said Spielberg, and I'm, yeah, I'm putting Spielberg on my list. Yeah, Spielberg is on my list. Yeah, I guess he's like, I guess he has to be, <laughs> right? Like, is that? He doesn't have to be, because he can make a lot of movies that you don't like. But he hasn't. He's most of the movies that he's right? made has like defined our lives. 
still makes sense. To me, that's the biggest name that sticks out. Nolan. Christopher, that's yes. my five. Christopher Nolan. Definitely. He's there. Yeah. I don't even know what number he's I'm, I'm in, just... <laughs> He's in my top five. Boone. Boone hung... He's up there for you now? He's... Okay. Is he? He's up there. Yeah. Like, I'm quite impressed with his work. And so is Taika. I love him. So you know one more. Ooh. I don't know. I liked. I really liked. I just really liked those one movies, like um, those one movies. You talking about Boom? But Snowpiercer wasn't all that great. To me. But Parasite was phenomenal. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So it was, he has another movie. He has a, he has three movies. One of them's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. Mm. I'll give it a watch. Um. I feel like there's a show that I watched, but I can't. Nope, nothing. I really wish I could say Tim Burton, but mm. he would have been a good on one. My, if, he's on there for me, but he's on my he's, honorable mention. <laughs> he's on my honorable mention. I agree because he I had some really good ones, but a lot of them are just. Uh, well, I have to pick uh, five, so that's why he's on. Maybe Tarantino. Mention. Right. Mm. I like he's, a lot of his work. He's but somewhere there. He's mixing and rolling and mashing it up up there. I don't want to say Tarantino. We don't want to be like cliche and say Tarantino, but Tarantino. He's not one of mine. He's kind of. He's yeah, not one of mine. To me, I always go into his movies not knowing what to expect. Yeah, and so, all of his movies are very di- different from each other. Plus, I think he's a closet racist. So. <laughs> See, I have five. You don't wait. You're missing one. Oh, me? You never. No, I answered kinda, it. Okay. I kind of. Jermaine, you what about you? you? Have like two. Well, I got like two. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't say Scorsese. No, no, Brad Ratner. He do it in Rush Hour. It was a good movie, but I wouldn't oh say. Oh God, Adam McKay. Adam McKay definitely. Yeah. Love him. You, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For you, Adam McKay. So, yeah. Tarantino um, is going back out the door. John George Singleton. Lu- George Lucas is one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I love George Lucas. Because to me, George Lucas is an editor's director. He has a weird thing where he doesn't want to stop editing his movies, which I completely understand. So I get it, mm. but come on, the remakes. Maybe Greta uh, Gerwig too. Greta's in my honorable mentions as well. Greta. I haven't seen any Barry Jenkins movies, but if I do, he'll be in the honorable mentions as well. I need a female. I need I, a female director. I feel like There's bad. Not that I like way more than Greta. Who is it though? Now I have to figure it out. <laughs> Dang, I feel. I, mm. Catherine Bigelow, yeah, she's great. Sophia Coppola. <gasps> the Coppolas, I forgot about them. Mm, Sophia Coppola, no, sorry. I've seen one of her films. I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I think, two of them. I think Mary's Quintet. That was cool. Um, Ooh, what about the Coen brothers? Yeah. Yeah, same. I think I'll put them in my top five. Which they have another one out on Netflix. Might check that out. Now I feel like I'm missing people. (laughs) 
Woody Allen's on my honorable <laughs> mention list because of I literally am like, because of his issues. So he's just in your honorable mentions. Scorsese's in my honorable mentions too. Um, I can't. I think that man's a racist. Don't do me. That's just my personal opinion. Ridley Scott. Mm, I feel like he's kind of a genre director, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I would, but no. <laughs> Michael Mann. He, I'm I'm moving to six. Michael Mann's up there. Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. He is good. No. Oh, I forgot what you forgot. Well, said. you forgot about Wes. Oh man, I don't know about Spike Lee. Eh, Spike Lee's good. Um, who else is in here? We're just going through the list now. We're not even. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis. Oh, how did I forget that? I like Steven Sodenberg too. These are not my type fives. They're just in my honorable. I'm, now terms, I'm just throwing out names. Now we're just throwing out names. We're not even. <laughs> we're not even answering the question for overall. Like, I like Josh given the correct content. Josh. Josh. Josh Whedon. Jo- oh, Josh Whedon. Given yes. the correct content. Oh my God. Who? Who did Arrival? Um, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Fantastic. Love him. Can't wait for Dune. I think I'm done. Jean-Luc Goddard. Madness Illis. Truffaut. French New Wave. Hmm. Okay. Dang. Yes. You love him, right? Yes. Yeah, you love him. You said Akira Kurosawa? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Seven Samurai. Um, yeah. Without him, there's no Star Wars, let's just be honest. I think Billy Waller did Breakfast at Tiffany's, so I think he's going to be in my honor munchies just because of that. Yep, he did. Wait, did he? No, he, he did, did something like he did heart. Sabrina. Wait, he must have. Wait, hold on. Sorry. Excuse me. Wow, he really didn't. Okay, um, forget it. <laughs> Never mind. Wow, I have, I'm trying to go through. Dang. Tim, yeah, that's a Tim Horan already. Oh, it's Blake Edwards, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I feel bad for not knowing that many female directors, though. Well, there aren't that many that we know of who have been really doing stuff. They're starting to come out more and more now. Yeah. So, that's a really good thing. I'll support my girl Greta. Ava DuVernay, have I seen... I've seen one of the things that she's produced. Yeah, I've seen her, her produced shows. I have, didn't see I haven't Wrinkle seen her Wrinkle in Time. I wasn't even remotely interested I in saw her, movie. I, I saw her documentary that. 13. I saw that. Yeah, saw that. Loved that. Um, so, so support her. I'll support her as a producer. I watched The Eternals, you know, but... Dang. The Eternals? Um, Marvels. Oh, that's not directed by her. That's directed by someone else. She's not on it anymore? Eternals? No, she, no, it's not being directed by Ava. It's directed by some, another woman. I don't know her name now. Uh, How about somebody that you do not like? Mm-hmm. Oh, they changed the director? Yeah, it's... When? It's that woman. Chloe, yeah. Wow. I, I feel like it's always been her. I've only heard about her. I thought it was Ava. Mm-mm. Oh my bad. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. Um, directors I don't like. I don't know. It's mm. not one I don't like. It's just if a movie I don't like, I'll just associate it with the. Iwibo. I hate Iwibo. He kind of does all those. Okay, have you seen any of the Resident Evil movies? 
he kind of does those where he just makes horrible adaptations just to get cat grab money get money like i'm not no, and his I movies are always bad so have oh, ryan coogler love him i don't know i want to i don't want to put him up there yet he's not like i said we're not even we're not doing the five anymore we've already skipped that <laughs> we're just, okay we're just going out directly he's now, on the like, cusp of greatness i don't want to like because his career is yeah, so short i think that's same true. thing with taiga even though i'm sorry even he, no he got me he's in my i say that now, like, i say that because you know they've had success i don't want to do that because we also have the realize that they if that hasn't been like that's like the other stuff that they've done that's yeah. probably been like more low key so good it just wasn't like yeah you're, by everyone so. you're right so yeah alright that about covers that it that about that's it that about wraps it up unless you have some weekend recommendations no not waiting on Ooh. I recommend anything from Michael Bay I'm waiting for Disney Plus Disney Plus so I can watch my shows and then we will we should do the Mandalorian but um we can. It's I think they're coming out one episode a week. So. I've been watching. So Nickelodeon has put their content on on Netflix. I've been watching Victoria, which is funny because they were the first ones to pull content from, and they came crawling back. I'm so excited! Hey, I can't talks. wait for iCarly to come back. Prayers for that. Um, so ready. Like that's the only reason I really want to see Plus, so I can watch with you less exactly Cody. And I've already said that multiple times. So that's all I care about. I don't know what I'm looking forward to on Disney Plus, though. Well, you know, if you're a Marvel fan, you kind of have to get Disney Plus now because I think Foggy announced that all the stuff they're putting on Disney Plus actually is connected to all the movies and stuff, which wasn't what they were doing with Netflix as far as those shows. You know, the show like uh, Agents of Steel, they weren't connected to the greater universe, but now they are. So, yeah, if you're a Marvel fan, you are stuck. <laughs> you're playing for. <laughs> that so it'll be good not enough. too bad hey yeah, seven bucks a month hey not so. less than Netflix less than everything else actually right yeah. alright we're good you know have a once again have a safe weekend mm-hmm. you can find us on Netflix at not Netflix wish you were on Netflix wish you were on Netflix yo we'll you get could, on Netflix sometime <laughs> in the future we will be <laughs> we will be on Netflix you like. can find us on Twitter at 16 millimeter Am I close? I don't know. You can find us on iTunes, Google Music, and Spotify at 16mm Crew, 16mm Film Crew, and on Twitter at 16mm Film Crew, well, 16mm Crew Podcast, and on IG at 16mm Crew. It's a great time to be alive, guys. Alright, so is it though? We will catch you next week. See you later. Au revoir. And remember, we're consistent. <laughs>